0: Thank you, but there will be no more encores of Okie from Muskogee. (laughs) Merle Haggard has left the building. That's a callback. He's he's got the key to the city. (laughs) Yes, if you listen to our last staff picks, our last staff picks was all about country music that you can get stoned to, stoner country, you know, just burn one down, burn some trees, hanging with uh, Willie and Waylon and me. Okay, (laughs) but this episode is going to be different. This staff picks is going to be all about guitar players but not the guitar players that we all know and think of when you think of a guitar player we're not talking about your eric clapton's we're not talking about your Jimi hendrix's we're not talking about your eddie van halen's you know no we're going to talk about the unsung guys um you know but before that patreon.com slash learning to listen that's where you go did i even say the name of our show or anything like that
1: no you just got right into it
0: well, maybe I should do that. You know, I what just got excited. What are we listening excited. to? Uh, this is an episode of Learning to Listen, guys. Uh, L2L podcast. My name is Quinn. Uh, yeah, I'm hosting this thing. I got a co-host. His name is Charlie. Charlie has. Charlie screams. Yeah. yeah. Naomi isn't here right now. It's just the boys. But uh, you know, she'll be back. So don't yeah. you fret, your pretty don't little heads out there. Um, you know, we're just, we're just, you know, it's summertime schedules are getting tight. So we're, you know, we're, we're doing a couple of these here and there just to, you know, save a little bit of time and, uh, some hassle. We got stuff to do. We got places to be, you know, but Hey, we make the time to entertain you guys. So I feel like that deserves something. Patreon.com slash learning to listen. Okay. This is staff picks. Um, this is, you know, that thing where it's like you go into the store and it's like, uh you know hey mike picks whatever and it's on the <laughs> shelf and d- d- that's us you know we're those we're those hmv employees oh, they got to this is the manager came by and he was like hey okay go put your thing on the wall and you're like yeah i can't wait i'm going to go put modest mouse up there you know, so, i don't know i'm not me i'm just saying i'm trying to pr- i'm getting trying to get in the mindset of <laughs> mike from hmv mm-hmm. you know mike at hmv yeah yeah he's got a lip ring yeah for sure of course he does <laughs> yeah, he's yeah.
1: definitely picking modest mouse
0: Yeah, he still has kind of swoopy emo here, like, even though it's, you know, like, a decade too late, but
1: anyway. man, when you find something that works for you, you commit to the bit, and, you know, you just keep going with it.
0: I mean, yeah, remember when, like, mullets were, uh, you know, kind of ironically in again? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine all the dudes from the 80s who never let the mullet go were just like yeah. walking down White Ave one day and saw these hipsters with mullets and were like, yes, I'm I back. I knew please. you'd be back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey, I mean, wraparounds are suddenly cool again. So, mm-hmm.
1: Oh, man, wraparounds with mullets? Boom.
0: I know, that's what made me think of it. I was just thinking about you uh, kind of rocking your uh, wrestling uh, um a uh, fucking macho man get up the other day and I was like, yeah. just something missing and it dawned on me.
1: Some wraparounds. arounds,
0: wrap some wraparound shades, dude.
1: Yeah, see, the only problem with me is I need prescription wraparounds and those are pricey.
0: What are you talking? Wraparounds don't fit around your regular glasses? <laughs> yeah, but these are
1: big fat glasses. They're going to look They're so dumb.
0: No, okay, come on. Don't they make like wraparounds for like old people? Yeah, like,
1: they you know, were old things? people's sunglasses. You could get them at the airport.
0: when you see old people at the airport and they have those like blue (laughs) blockers over over their regular glasses just get the wraparound version of that
1: well i i I mean if they're out there i can find them
0: yeah yeah you got to do it all right anyway we're talking guitar players man and uh we're talking guitar players that are maybe uh overlooked yeah a little bit you know they're not uh the household name guitar players you know i figure you're a guitar player, you know. I ham fist my it's way true. through, you know, a few chord changes here and there. So, you know, who are the guitar players that we listen to that sure. people might not know about? So, uh, I think I went first on the last episode. So, I think I'm gonna make you go first this time, Charlie. So, what are we starting with? We starting with, uh, uh, like a guitar hero, a person.
1: So, what are the three? What are the three categories? Tell the tell the three the, nice
0: people. the three categories are gonna be. I said guitar hero person overlooked guitar hero like a guy a career essentially uh then album what's a good guitar like driven album and then you know just one song one song from somebody's career that just highlights them on guitar mm-hmm. that's gonna be category number three so what do you, what do you got Charlie
1: all right so we're starting off with person sure. person place then thing and I will start with my pick. Now, I felt pretty happy about myself when I thought of this one because this is a, a band that I've loved for for a damn long time. And uh, low-key, like, it's not just, it's not a big-time crazy noodles. It's not any, it's, it's just, well, let's just get into it. Dean Ween from the band Ween is my guitar hero pick.
0: Okay, that is an overlooked one because... I- even though he definitely has some chops when I think like guitar, like virtuosos, my brain doesn't automatically go to Ween.
1: Right. Of course, of course it doesn't because it's subtle. But the, the thing is his, his, arsenal, like they've got an album that is a straight on country album. They've got, you know, they've got funk, they've got rock, they've got pop, they've got all, they, they run the gamut for genre and he's there right in the pocket for every single song uh, splitting some uh, some deadly riffs. Making it sound all weird and, with the tremolo and, and stuff like that. It is beautiful. It is a sight to behold.
0: You know, you're right, man. He is kind of a low-key uh, guitar, like face melter. Yeah. For sure. I'm like, now that I'm thinking about it, I can think of a few solos that pop into my brain that I'm like... And then just, you know, just the chops in general on mm-hmm. the guitar. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there's... Uh, there's, there's definitely more than a few. And the thing is that these guys love to play with, like, genre. Yeah. Um, you know, and part of that is that you kind of have to be able to faithfully recreate certain, you know, sounds and and licks. and. You have to know how the, uh,
1: quote, sausage has been made. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know if that applies to everything. But, yeah, yeah, so yeah I see yeah, what yeah. you're saying. But, I mean, that takes some talent. Sure. You know? Like there's a lot of dudes who kind of get in their lane and stay in their lane, and you might be like, oh, that guy is a fucking amazing blues guitar player, let's say, but can he play country licks? Right. I don't know, but yeah, in these guys' case, for sure, man. But, they, Dean they can Ween, play it all.
1: yeah, you get you get the country, you get the country album, you get the you know you get it all.
0: Yeah, cool, man. Okay, cool. I am down with some Ween. Hell yeah, Dean Ween specifically. Um, right on, man. Cool. Okay. Well. Um, there's a little bit, I went with a bit of a theme for okay. mine, you know, I'll let you see if you can figure it out. Uh, but I was just thinking about what guitar players have I been listening to lately that are just pure guitar players that have prolific careers that, uh, you know, they're always in somebody else's band. They don't get the kind of light shine on them that they should because they're just that session guy or, you know, that they're, they're that sideman dude you know and uh so i decided to go with i think this might surprise you a little bit oh i, oh, I scared shared the wrong screen <laughs> oh close your eyes look away look away <laughs> that's fine no but uh, it's cool it's uh here i'm gonna share the right one now no I maybe i didn't <laughs> oh, god why is this so hard hey what happened what happened <laughs> This should be so much smoother. There it is. Goddamn! Boom. John Five. Hey! Look at that cape. Yeah, man. Like, I, there's a lot of pictures of him wearing a lot of makeup, and this is yeah. the one I found that like showed him off. You know, holding. Look at that sweet telly, man with the, yeah. with the humbucker and or double humbuckers or whatever. I don't know if that's like a uh, the that's like a gold scratch plate or whatever. Rosewood neck. But yeah, looks, looks like a sweet guitar player or guitar. Um, anyway, but yeah, so John five, mm-hmm. uh, he's played with a lot of people. Uh, his career goes back to the eighties. Um, he played mostly with uh, David Lee Roth through most of the nineties, but then eventually he, uh, ended up in Marilyn Manson's band for a long time. Uh, he, you know, uh, is now currently with Rob zombie, but here's the thing is that he's been a session guy. He's been a studio guy. Uh, he has put out a fucking prolific number of solo records, all instrumentals. And we were just talking about ween being able to like cover all genres. Uh, this guy, you know, has his kind of virtuosic take on a lot of genres and, you know, melds them together really well. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, he adds a lot of metal riffage to, to some genres that you wouldn't expect, uh, there to be metal riffage in, but he makes it work. Uh, yeah, man. If you're just if you're just looking for just pure guitar-driven rock, like go check out his solo stuff. Because here's the thing. You know, maybe with David Lee Roth, he was getting ripped some more solos here and there. Marilyn Manson's more about chugging away and drop D and stuff. Like, yeah. I don't think he really gets to shine that much. Rob Zombie is, you know, very similar. Like, like there's a lot of cool guitar licks in Rob Zombie's music, but it's not a ton of like face melting solos and stuff. It's totally. It's it's more about the riffage. Uh, this guy can do it all though, man. And his solo stuff, you like really get to hear it. And he just puts these records out. It seems like in his spare time, so there's a ton of them and there's tons to listen to. And like I said, if you're a metalhead, like you're going to love it, but you know, he does touch on tons of other genres and like, yeah, he's, he shows that he's got uh, a lot of uh, diversity in his chops. So yeah, man, John five is my pick for uh, yeah. a, a, A guitar hero that is somewhat overlooked.
1: That's a good pick. Did you, you said he was prolific. Do you know how many albums?
0: I don't but I was sure we could look it up. Uh let me see. I had a Wikipedia page open for him a minute ago. I saw that. But, let's see, let's see. Discography. Solo albums. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. He's put out twelve solo albums since uh two thousand and four. No,
1: oh, a dirty dozen. So right that's there. pretty
0: good. And then you gotta remember that in the meantime he's also working he's, on he's Rob Zombie, on zombie record, Records. For sure. He's, uh, yeah, he, he sits on on sessions with everybody from like Ozzy Osbourne. He was with David Lee Roth. Uh, he worked with Alice Cooper, Paul Stanley, Sebastian Bach. He's really, he's, oh man, he's collecting everybody in Kiss. Uh, <laughs> S- Steve Perry, like, you know, uh, he's been on every Marilyn Manson album uh, since Zim left. So I think that starts with the Mechanical Animals up until probably uh, sometime in the mid-2000s. Yeah, lest we forget. So, or I guess that's the best of records. So then, one, two, three, four, at least five Marilyn Manson records. Yeah, plus touring with all these guys. Like, sure, he's a busy guy. So the fact that he he's got twelve solo albums, he's got a
1: he's got a busy dance card. That's for sure. For
0: sure, sure, man. But he's so you'll you got to hear him. You'll hear him everywhere. But yeah, uh, he's a fucking he's a tech guitar player. If you if you're into that kind of shredding, then that's your guy. Yeah. Yeah, man, Charlie. What do you got?
1: Well, that's a good. Okay, so now we're going on. What do we? We're moving on to the next thing. We're moving on to album now.
0: Yeah, yeah. What's a good guitar a, rock, or good, not just rock, but a like necessarily rock, but a, driven record.
1: Well, now there was a part of me that wanted to pick this guy as my guitar pl- as as my, you know, person, but uh, I felt it was maybe a little bit too obvious, so I figured I'd save it for album. I am going to say for me. It's not, not, doesn't get better than Buckethead's Giant Robot album, because I I just, I love the fact that we've been able to bring up Buckethead so many times on this podcast, and just because we've been able to bring it up doesn't mean that, like, the world at large generally knows too much about this guy, right? So I figured he counts, he counts it as an overlooked guitar hero, unless you know who he is, but then again, that same could be said for John Five or, or anybody else that we've, uh we've talked about really right
0: yeah but i feel like any of the projects he's been in that people would know of he's still going to be overshadowed by the legacy of you know like like the guns and roses been, yeah when he's been in guns and roses yeah you know i i feel like most people if they even saw him they'd be like oh they didn't even have slash there they this weirdo with a bucket on his
1: Some, head. I, you know what it might have even been slash i don't know but he wore a bucket on his head and he had yeah why is <laughs> slash
0: wearing a why is slash wearing a kfc bucket on his he's head he's going
1: for a weird sci-fi thing but this is the album that that really got me into buckethead it's got uh it's got so much so many cool songs on it and not just that but um it it's it's not all just one kind of music it's not all just his four finger tapping moving up and down the fretboard and all you know like going crazy like the style that he he invented basically he's one of the last people to be able to invent a real a style of uh of playing guitar um but it's got. Let's see. Let's look at the tracklist. If I could recommend something, it's just like "Welcome to Bucketheadland." Is is it, they're all a lot of these are for, are fun songs, just like fun fun jams. It tells a loose narrative about this uh, theme park called Buckethead Land. and moving through the theme park, there's different rides, different characters. Uh, he does a pretty fun, a pretty fun uh, cover of "Pure Imagination" from Charlie and the Choc- Chocolate Factory on this one. And it's it's really great. It's really nice. It's it's not like a crazy thrashy metal kind of kind of thing, right? So, you know what else, what else is on here? Oh, okay, I think he does a little bit of a Star Wars theme covered as well. So it's 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 really like an amusement park guitar hero album. I highly recommend it. Giant Robot by Buckethead.
0: Yeah, very cool. I mean, I kind of had a feeling mm-hmm. you would pick Buckethead
1: somewhere in this. But-
0: well, we've just had the chance to talk about Buckethead so much on the podcast lately. <laughs> I'm
1: living for it. I love so, it. Thank you for coming uh, to my Buckethead podcast.
0: Yeah, your, your Buckethead TED Talk.
1: Bucketcast.
0: Hey, we're, we're about to start recording uh, some of your lead guitar soon. Yeah. Are we going to have to build you a chicken coop and fill it with hardcore porno? Or?
1: I mean, that would definitely get a better sound out of my guitar.
0: <laughs> would it? Yeah. Would that really inspire you?
1: absolutely a hundred percent
0: yeah well i'll ask uh, i'll ask our engineer shane if uh, we can make that happen can if i get please. that in my contract is there still time uh, you mind if uh if we build a chicken coop in here <laughs> <laughs> charlie really insists uh, He's he's a real <laughs> diva about it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah
1: just don't get mad at me when you catch me watching hardcore porn
0: i mean here's the thing I, like do you need the dvd player can you just stream it
1: I just get an ipad now
0: yeah exactly i, yeah. I feel like when they were making, you know, they started making Chinese democracy in the '90s. Like, yeah, we can we
1: can streamline this uh, whole thing.
0: They, it probably started with a fucking VCR. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> okay, man. Uh, all right, I guess we're moving on uh, to. Well, we're doing albums, right? That was your album. That was my album. What's your album? Oh, what's my album? Okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I just love listening to this guy pick guitar, but he's not just like a guitar picker. He's a get steel picker.
1: Hey, I know where this is going.
0: Junior Brown. Okay, so the album is "Get With It." Uh, this is an early '90s record, uh, but uh, this is the one that kind of brought. If, if anybody knows about him, this is the album that brought him attention. Uh, definitely a country dude, but he invented this guitar with uh, with a with a luthier uh, friend of his, luthier 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 a uh, friend of his where. You know he liked the idea of being able to switch between his telecaster and his lap steel guitar in any given song but he found it like really awkward to you know be holding the guitar and then reach over for the lap steel or like you know even if he put the lap steel on a stand and then eventually they came up with this solution where they put both the telecaster and the lap steel into one single guitar put that on a stand and uh, he became the virtuoso of the git steel as he calls it and this is kind of his coming out album as a guitar player he even called it git with it <laughs> you know he's showing off a little bit But what's cool about this guy and this album In particular is that this Really shows not only his chops but His like a range of influences Like not only is you know He had a country guy and he's cribbing notes From everybody from like you know Chet Atkins to Merle Travis and so on and so forth But you know he's 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 picking blues licks like Albert King uh, he, mm-hmm. He's referencing Jimi Hendrix Like dude this record's got it all So uh yeah, it, it it's definitely you know, and it, it's showing you the, this like ability to uh to to kind of blend genre or subvert genre, you know, by referencing other genres, you know, and uh, it, he just pulls it off really really well. I mean, of course, a couple of the classic songs on here uh, are uh, like uh, "My Wife Thinks You're Dead." <laughs> yeah. I remember even back in the day that one did get a little bit of play on CMT.
1: My wife thinks you're dead. That's the
0: other thing too, man. His baritone vocals are killer, so good. Uh, but he's got uh, some—he's uh, got some uh, instrumentals on here, including his version of Sugarfoot Rag, mm-hmm. uh, which is just deadly good. That's all he keeps that all in the telly neck. And then he's got a uh, the song called Get Steel Blues. Uh, he goes all over the uh, that thing he really shows it off but uh I highly recommend you know this album just for if you want to hear some guitar gymnastics and you want to hear a unique sound this is the only guy who plays the git steel. <laughs> <laughs> you know so uh yeah this is th- it's it's gonna be cool it's gonna be interesting either way so if you're into you know guitar driven uh, songs or you know albums this one it's even called git with it so yeah get with it. Get with it, man. Get with Junior Brown. So yeah, man. That's a good pick.
1: Go. I agree with that one for sure. For sure.
0: Yeah, it's a classic. I've got it on CD somewhere. I, I wonder if it's ever got a vinyl release. Ooh. I have, I have a few few of his records. That, oh, I always really enjoyed Junior Brown. His songwriting's great, as, long, as well as his guitar playing. He's
1: funny. It's clever.
0: Yeah. Uh, the most recent he may have been heard. Of, uh, he did the theme music for Better Call Saul.
1: Hey, that that's pretty good. That's I didn't yeah. realize that actually.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, the guy going better call Saul. Better I suppose
1: I suppose that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. I was man. just thinking I'm... about the uh... mm-hmm. Cool man. Okay.
1: All right, moving on down to the final, the final uh, category, and that's single. So a single yeah. guitar driven song is that what you're looking for
0: Yeah I'm I'm thinking like you know okay essentially all of these are going to highlight somebody as a guitar player Yeah but in this case let's go with you know just one song if you had to pick one song to show somebody to show them that like man this is a this this guy is a motherfucker like mm-hmm. this guy is a face melter from Mars All right this is this guy's a monster on his instrument what song so, would you pick?
1: So this is sort of a blurry kind of a situation. though. Know, maybe a little bit of a blurred lines because it's not just one guitar player. Wait, are you about to pick Robin Thicke? I'm not going to pick Robin Thicke. We already <laughs> you know, did we that. We played guitar. <laughs> no, that's not it. That's not what I'm thinking. But what I am thinking is from the album, The Return of the Helicasters, uh, they do a cover of the Orange Blossom special, which is like... You know, you were talking about it, it's you were talking about like gymnastics. It's it's like a three ring guitar circus, basically. Yeah, dude. So it is all over the place.
0: Ah, I didn't even think of the Helicasters. Good good pick, yeah. You kinda yeah, you you, you cheated because you got three.
1: <laughs> I know, that's the thing, right? Is it's not just one person, it's three people playing guitars.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so Says their names right there: John uh, Jorgensen, Will Ray, and Jerry Donahue, who make up the Helicasters. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. I have not thought about the Helicasters in many years. Um, it's mostly, it's mostly instrumental stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like it very kind of touches on like what we were talking about. We were talking in uh, in our Twitch stream the other day about how. That's a kind of a genre that's gone by the wayside is instrumental bands, right? And I get it, you know, people want lyrics on the radio and stuff like that. But there used to be a place for these instrumental bands, and you know, that's the kind of stuff that culminated in like surf rock and things like that. But before that, it was just you know kind of expected, like you know, loungy jazz music was mostly instrumental. Um, you know, there was bands that just like. They played more of you know the idea was more for for dance music or for atmosphere for hosting a party you know it was like this one's a waltz and this one's a foxtrot and that sort of thing.
1: I think I think they're not exclusively instrumental though I think
0: No I'm, I I, I kind of remember a few yeah 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 uh, like yeah but like these guys they're very you know very rootsy, very la uh, you know like throwback. Kind of fit in a little bit with, like, that uh, Marty Stewart record that we recommended on the last half picks.
1: Yeah. And now here's the thing. And here's why I, I could only pick it as a single is I think maybe sonically it could get to too much. It gets to, too, to being too much Helicasters for me when you listen to, like, the whole album together. Like, you know, like, if you listen to one or two songs, then it's, like, it's something special. It's it's some. Crazy gymnastics. It's a three-ring circus. But after a while, if you've been at the circus for 12 hours, you're going to start to get a little tired of the circus. You know what I mean? Kind of of wears off a little bit. You're like, okay, okay, I get it. You got all the fire and the lights and the twirling and the spinning. So that's why I figured it would be a good – one in you know one single kind of pick
0: okay well did did you say what what's the name of the single what's the song? It, it,
1: their, their cover of orange blossom special oh
0: you did say that okay yeah. yes okay so the cover of orange blossom special by the Helicasters okay cool man cool I want to check that out because I cannot picture what or what it sounds like in my brain right now boom okay very cool um okay well. Uh, um, yeah, there's a guy when people ask me like who your favorite guitar players are and my gut reaction is usually to say this guy. Um, and there's a bit of history here. Uh, so I'm just going to share it. Oh, it's not even open. Do, do, do. Um, but yeah, so this guy had what one hell of a career. Uh, and that is mm. Eddie Shaver. Billy Joe Shaver's son. Now, of course, you know, well, maybe you don't know. Maybe Billy Joe Shaver's a little overlooked, but Billy Joe Shaver is, was, was, he just passed away very recently too, was the real deal outlaw. Uh, he wrote all the songs on Waylon's honky tonk heroes album, except for one, but that was a studio mandated one. That was like, okay, we need one that, you know, maybe it could be a single if these other ones don't work, Mm -hmm. but Waylon was right. And they worked, but that man, Billy Joe Shaver had a son, uh, Eddie Shaver, and he took up the guitar, and not only did he take up the guitar, but man, uh, he learned how to play guitar from uh, Allman Brothers Band guitarist Dickie Betts. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a hell of a tutor. (laughs) Uh, You know, uh, he obviously played with his dad quite a bit early on, but then uh, he also toured and played on records by Willie Nelson, Guy Clark, William Jennings, Chris Christopherson. And then he really started to kind of step into the spotlight with Dwight Yoakam, where he really got to show off a lot of his chops. Um, But not long after he had been with Willie Nelson, uh, Billy Joe had recruited him back into playing with with him. And this record here is called Shaver. Now it's not the record that I'm recommending per se, uh, but there's one song on this album uh, uh, Georgia on a fast train. Now, yeah. he not only ha- did Billy Joe re-record this that song for this album, but he really, really used it as a track to highlight Eddie Shaver's uh, talents. Mm-hmm. And if you get a chance, look it up. Look up the Tramp on Your Street version of Georgia on a Fast Train. I mean, a it's a driving song, but Eddie Shaver's guitar just fucking slaps so hard. it rips. <laughs> and then you get to, Billy Joe even says at one point in the song, you know, oh, throw down, Eddie. And then it goes from him showing off all his just amazing, like, Travis style picking, you know, like, country fucking chicken picking licks. And he goes into overdrive, and you're like, are you sure this guy's hanging out with the almonds? He wasn't hanging out with, like, Steve Vai and shit like that, because he's, like, throwing, like, like near sweet picking stuff in there. It's just, it's like... It's face melting stuff, man. It's fucking metal. (laughs) It's metal over like truck driving style, like country. It fucking works so beautifully. It's in a beautiful little package. You know, this whole album is a bit of a love letter, I think, between uh, Billy Joe and his son. And unfortunately, Eddie, uh, you know, overdosed in about the year 2000, I think. And uh, he only ever put out one other solo record. And, uh, you know, it's a shame. And, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, Billy Joe Shaver, but after listening to, like, a version like this of uh, George on a Fast Train, when you would hear subsequent live versions of of that song, it was just always missing something because you're like, man, he had some other great guitar players sitting with him, other great musicians sitting with him, but I don't think anybody ever touched uh, Eddie Shaver. So, yeah, the Eddie Shaver version of Georgia on a fast train, which is on this album, tramp on your street. I fucking, if there's, if anybody ever had one song that just showed them off as a guitar player, I think this is it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Good pick. I like that one for sure.
0: Yeah, man. Cool. Okay. Well, that's all our picks, Charlie. Great picks all around. Yeah, man. We forgot to do this on the last one, but like, uh, let's do that this time. Let's kind of recap what our, what our picks were. Uh, so, uh, what were your three?
1: Starting with uh, overlooked guitar hero person, Dean Ween from Ween. Do you are you gonna do your person now? You just want me to do my three? Oh, no, do own? your three and I'll okay. do my three. Uh, so Dean Ween from Ween, and for album by uh, my one of my favorite of all time guitar players, Buckethead, the the album Giant Robot. And then for my single, I went with the Helicaster's version of Orange Blossom Special.
0: Very cool. Okay, yeah. And my picks were uh, for for Guitar Hero, Overlooked Guitar Hero, I went with John Five. Um, yeah, his whole career. Uh, Johnny, or Junior Brown's Get With It for album. Like, man, the guitar rock on that. I, I don't know why I say guitar rock, but it rocks. Whatever. Whatever <laughs> genre it is, it still rocks. you know. Um, and then Eddie Shaver uh, on uh, the Shaver Tramp on Your Street version of George on a Fast Train for my single, yeah, those are those are my three. So yeah, that's our six, Charlie. So there's your little nugget of uh staff picks for today. Uh so you know, uh I hope you guys check those out. Um if you uh want to hear them, we're gonna have a little listening party after on uh on Patreon. We're Patreon. Hang out on our Patreon dot slash yeah. learning to listen. If uh yeah, you're hearing this on the podcast and you're going like Oh, it'd be cool to sit around and uh, maybe play a few of these tunes well guess what we're gonna do just that but you can only get it on patreon.com slash learning to listen episodes go out early there's all kinds of bonus stuff we're putting archived episodes on there we're getting rid of the first hundred or so episodes and that's where they're going so it's the only place you can get it on patreon.com slash learning to listen all right thank you so much for hanging out with us today um yeah, Charlie, what do we got to plug? I guess there's a whole website and everything. You oh, know, you, you are you? Are, follow you us.
1: are you speaking about l2lpodcast.com?
0: That's exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, I weird love that voice place. from the sky that wasn't Charlie at all. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that's where, man, you know, hit the social meds, talk to us, reach out, touch somebody. I mean, you know, wash your hands or something first, but, but, uh, yeah. Follow, subscribe. You want to know what's going on? That's free. Go. What is it,
1: Charlie? Oh, L2Lpodcast.com.
0: Very cool. Um, yeah. And then uh, what else we got going on? Uh, I don't know, Charlie. You got anything you want to plug?
1: I mean, I can tell you that you probably look, I can see it. Your shirt, it's a little worn out in the collar. You know how it gets when it starts to get a little cut. You've you've worn it. You've washed it so many times. It starts to lose its shape. You need a new shirt, man. You need some new T-shirts. Why don't you get some help the podcast out by getting some learning to listen podcast merch down at oldmandesign.com. We'll get you sorted.
0: Well, chorus of uh, gospel women. I uh, I just hang my shirts up to dry and I don't put them in the dryer and then I don't have
1: Yeah, but then you don't. they they don't get as soft as if if you throw them in with a bounce sheet.
0: Yeah, but then they all wear out and then all the printing on them goes away. Just hang them up to dry. Put the put the fabric softener in the wash. That that liquid <laughs> stuff that you put in the wash instead of the dryer. That's true. That's true. Or you could get a new t-shirt from Charlie.
1: Or just go to oldmandesign.com. We'll get you sorted.
0: Or Okay, that's it. That's an episode. I don't think there's anything else to say. Nah, I think we so, said it all. Alright. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move on and do our the thing we're gonna
1: do. Let's go on and get out of here, huh?
0: The podcast is over. Go home, go away.
1: Nothing more to Stop see Stop listening. Here. Nope.
0: Stop listening right now.